Hello everyone, welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward. This is a show where I interview entrepreneurs, influencers, CEOs, and content creators. Today's guest is Nick. Nick is the founder and CEO of a Silverdale Technology. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm really well. How are you doing? Good, good. Hello to, uh, had technical difficulty before the show, but everything's good now. So we are able to continue. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm great. Good. Glad to hear it. Good. So Nick, uh, I have read up on you. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. What is Silverdale Technology and how did you get into it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you say, I'm the founder and CEO. Uh, I'm also the chief evangelist uh, here at Silverdale. And um, how I got here is basically 35 years um, of working in both operations management, warehousing, logistics, uh, manufacturing, as well as the technology space, working for companies like uh, like Amazon, Capgemini, as well as in consulting work. And really that's all come together uh, at Silverdale, which brings together uh, a really unique balance and blend of operations experience as well as technical experience from ERP uh, implementations around the world. And that, that's really why Silverdale exists. So what is Silverdale? What does it do? What does Silverdale yeah. do? I was kind of looking on the website, but I was a little confused. What yeah. What do Silverdale do exactly? Yeah. So what we do is our our vision as a company is to democratize ERP. Okay. And what that really means is giving access to world-class ERP systems to companies of any size. Uh, traditionally, ERP is really only available for companies with at least you know, tens of millions of dollars of revenue. And the reality is that a lot of those smaller companies, so the you know, these small entrepreneurs, the companies doing, you know, one million uh, plus, you know, really don't get access to the right mm-hmm. technology that helps them to grow and scale. And they're relegated, quite frankly, to working on Google Sheets and Excel spreadsheets um, and it ends up holding them back. Um, our vision is really to give people access to the right systems and tools um, so that they can actually compete and build what they're really passionate about. So I saw something on there, and I think I've actually, for some reason, I feel like, feel like it was in my email at one point. Udu, what is Udu? Is that what yeah. is it? you're you're a consultant for Udu? What does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So Udu is a full service um, package that um, is a very scalable, easy to use ERP system that covers everything um, from CRM to manufacturing, inventory, sales, website, you name it. Uh, it's in Udu, and really is designed to get companies out of a myriad of different systems. If you're anything like other companies, you've probably got you know at least 15 different logins you're using every day, whether it's yeah. for Salesforce or for something else. And it's, it's a nightmare, quite frankly, just tracking passwords, never mind trying to run your business. Um, and you know, Odoo is a really convenient way of getting everything all in one place. And most importantly, maximizing the use of your data mm-hmm. so that your data only exists once in the system. Um, so if you change an email address, for example, for a customer, um, that flows right through the entire system. So, you know, order acknowledgements or email marketing always go to the right person because the data only exists in one place once. Okay. Uh, so I've heard of Udu before. Do you, you just consult with them or do you, are you, uh, are you owner of the company of Udu? Uh, no, I'm not the owner of Odoo. I wish I was. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, they're doing really well. So um, so we are an official partner of Odoo. Uh, okay. 
um, we are approved by ODU to do uh, implementations of that system. Um, and that's probably about um, 30% of our work, uh, quite frankly, as a company is implementing ODU. Um, the rest of our work is working with clients on business process design uh, and user and change management. And then coupled with the technical change by implementing Odoo, uh, we, you know, that, that's how we really democratize ERP. So you have you seen Udo make great strides in and in, in democratizing that system as far as like passwords and CRM and all that stuff? Have you seen? I mean, I've heard of them. I've never used them, but I've heard that they do good work. What is your experience working with them has been has been decent? Yeah, extremely positive. Um, you know, I've over the last thirty five years, I've worked with all sorts of ERP systems. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft Dynamics to Oracle to SAP. Um, and eventually found my way to, to Odoo uh, a few years back. And quite frankly, the tool itself is pretty phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I've effectively built my entire business around that ecosystem. Um, and I'm very happy to do so, quite frankly. Um, the original intent was to extend ourselves into other ERP systems. Um, but quite frankly, uh, we haven't found anything that can rival the flexibility uh, and coverage that Odoo has. So for for listeners of mine who don't know what ERP stands for, what does ERP stand for? Well, ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning, right? But that doesn't mean anything either, right? <laughs> uh, so people know me, what is, what is ERP? Now you say Enterprise, well, what is that? Okay, well, what, <laughs> so you, you just end up explaining it all again, right? Unless you're in, this, in the industry, uh, it can be very confusing and uh, it feels a bit like a dark art, right? But the way I always explain about um, what, what we actually do is we're giving you a single source of truth, okay? And you can see what's going on with a customer right across that life cycle. You can see mm-hmm. there's what you've got in the CRM space. What opportunities are you working on? What sales orders do they have? What quotations do they have they haven't accepted yet? How many invoices do they have outstanding? What do my financials look like today, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you, I can run a P&L or a balance sheet in Odoo um, in real time. I'm not waiting for an import from another system or closing the month end in QuickBooks or something else. I'm able to go into Odoo at any point in the month and say, what does my P&L look like? And guess what? Because I can do that, I can mm. make decisions today that affect my P&L this month. I'm not having to wait till the middle of December to find yep. out what happened um, when I've got zero chance of doing anything about it. So since you've been since you moved to this new system since you worked with Udo versus the other ones have you seen a a better a better sales price with your with your clients like how, like has the pricing been better than all these other companies like as far as like for entrepreneurs like who want to get into something that's cost effective has it been more cost effective than Microsoft and all these other companies oh 100% um you know we're talking about you know Udo recently just changed their pricing model um and simplified it, you know, enormously. Uh, so it's just over 50 bucks now uh, per user um, to get onto Odoo and you get access to all the modules now for that same, for that single price. Now, if I was an entrepreneur and I was on my own, quite frankly, uh, running my own company, I'd spend that 50 bucks every single month because now we've got access to a world-class CRM, order management website, you know, you name it, it's in there. Um, and I'm not having to fork out you know, 20 bucks here for this thing, 10 bucks for this thing, 30 bucks for this thing. If you added up just how much people spend on all these different subscriptions, the Odoo subscription is extremely good value for money. So I actually have a question. I really, I've been trying to figure out how to ask this. What is Chief Evangel- 
evangelist mean? Sorry, I'm like trying to, I'm trying to get words out. What does chief evangelist mean in a company? Yeah. So what this means is that when I'm talking with either existing clients or prospective Mm -hmm. new clients, right, my enthusiasm for not just the tool, but operating the tool within their business um, really shines through, right? I can see opportunities. I can see them, you know, growing 5, 10, 50x using the systems and processes that we put in place. I can get people enthusiastic about implementing an ERP system, which is really quite difficult to do, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a horrible statistic out there that between 50 to 75% of all ERP projects fail to meet their original objectives. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or you're a small company and you're about to drop, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 on being yeah. a system, right? With only a, you know, one in four chance of it actually working, you're not going to, you're going to spend your money somewhere else, right? Yeah. And it's my job really to make sure that we create processes and systems and tools that work in Odoo, but also making sure that we can get those into your company in a very low risk way. Um, and that's really what Silverdale is all about. So let's talk a little bit about Silverdale and the team at Silverdale. You know, as, as you, 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 I'm assuming you have a, a good sized team and, and your company is, is seeing good numbers this year. How, how is the, how is the overall feel? Is the team, is the team running? At, uh, what's so how I want to ask this? How do you, as your, as you, I think I asked this away yesterday to the guy I had on yesterday. Um, your team that you brought in, they and they share the same. I'm assuming they share the same vision as you do. Um, who all works for you? Like, do you have like people in marketing? Do you have people like what? What does your team do? What's the what's the size of your team? What do they do? Yeah. And do they all share the same vision as, as you do? Yeah, no, absolutely, we all share the same vision. Um, otherwise, uh, you. you Quite frankly, uh, we so because we're doing things so differently mm-hmm. uh, to uh, all the other Odoo partners, and quite frankly, even some of the big consulting firms that do ERP implementations for you know for SAP or someone else, right? Mm-hmm. We do things so differently here um, at Silverdale. If you didn't buy into the vision, you just wouldn't last. Um, yeah. You know, we we're not looking for the fifty million dollar project or even the five million dollar project. That doesn't interest me, quite frankly. I'll go let Accenture and let Capgemini and let those guys deal with all that, right? Yeah. I, I don't care about all that corporate BS, quite frankly, right? Yeah. And RFPs and RFQs and all that nonsense, right? I, I couldn't I I I'm not I'm not up for that, right? What I am up for is working with companies who are much smaller in scale, who really are on the cusp of you know, great things, right? But they're really struggling to get to that size and scale. So our team really is built around helping these clients and understanding, hey, they've seen this 10, 20, 30 times before with different clients, sometimes Mm -hmm. in the same industry, sometimes in different industries. But what they get access to in my team is an access access to world-class developers, quality assurance people and consultants, as well as our sales and marketing people who really work with clients every single day in the real world. So where this technology really, you know, hits uh, hits the road with users in a warehouse, on a production line, out doing field service, or uh, sitting in a call center. No, that's where the technology really comes to its own. And our consultants and our developers are really good at working with people in the real world. And as I say, we're not, we're not in the, you know, the nine, 12 month project world. That's not what we yeah. do. Um, you know, we help you to get it done. We get in, we get it done, and then we work with you. We approach every client as if we're going to be with them for the next 20 years. So this isn't a one-and-done exercise for us. Um, you know, we're going to with, be with you for the long term. 
So, you know, I, I want to touch on something you talked about just a few seconds ago about the clients you work with. You you aren't after the big fish. You're after people who are literally just, you know, running to get started in the entrepreneurial space. And, it, and that's really cool because, you know, a lot of people only are out for the money, you know, and, and you're out for just helping someone get their business going and reach their full potential. And that's really cool. Uh, I was actually getting ready to ask a question about that and you answered it right then and there. Um, so like, you know, you, you going after that and your team, you know, I, I feel like you, you, you would take on a client that's bigger, but you prefer the smaller clients. Uh, and, and that's great because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the client seems to matter more to you and, and what they're doing than the money. So that's, that's yeah. a really good, that's a really good, um, uh, thing to have. Um, yeah, so well, well, the, re- the reality is, right. You look at our vision as a company to democratize ERP. Yeah. There's only one number that matters to me. Right. And that is the number of clients I have. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm measuring my client base as twenties, thirties, forties, I'm not democratizing ERP. I haven't, no, you're not. I haven't yeah. democratized ERP outside my own small town, if that's the case. Right. Like I'm only interested in that number when it gets to the thousands. Right. Because then I know I'm democratizing ERP. If it's just accessible to the companies with the nine month project and the you know $150,000 price tag, I'm not democratizing anything. So it says here you were born in Scotland. I thought I I, te- I got an accent from you. Uh, when you travel, it says you travel a fair bit. When you travel around, do you do you uh, do business uh, different parts of the world, or like is is uh, what I'm trying to ask is is your business strictly in the U.S. or do you have a lot of business outside the U.S. So we do have some business out of the U.S. What I would okay. say is the U.S. is our primary market. We do have customers in Europe. We have customers in Hong Kong. We have customers in Mexico and a okay. few customers in Canada. But but the reality is, you know, probably 70% of our business is in the U.S. Um, but what we're doing isn't, you know, the way we're doing, we work isn't, you know, unique to yeah. the U.S. market. Um, quite frankly, we've had enough opportunity in the U.S. market that we haven't had to focus outside um, U.S. quite honestly, um, you know, that will come with as we grow in scale, I'm sure, um, yeah. and as we look at different different markets. But um, we, we find there's, a, there's plenty of opportunity. Like, I, I could throw a stone from my front door here and probably hit 10 potential clients. And that's the same. You know, so I really don't have any need to go outside. So the when you travel around the U.S., let's use the U.S., for example, yeah. then uh, when you travel around the U.S., you know, and, and you see like I'm sure you meet a bunch of entrepreneurs in your in your like. Uh, mixers or wherever you go uh, do you see such a need for this like d- daily i'm sure like you go around and you see these mixers and you meet people and they're like they talk to you i'm sure if you're uh, since you told me you're chief evangelist like so you you were able to give them an opportunity to use something that other companies have stepped on their toes and been like eh, we can offer you this but this is the price and then you know you come in and you know you give it to them so have you seen a need all across the u.s for this and 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 when you go there have has people been more receptive to you than they are to other companies oh yeah i would doubt. um i think our our authenticity mm-hmm. uh, it really comes across you know i've i've been there uh i've I've worked in warehouses, I've worked on production lines, I've worked in manufacturing processes, I've worked in field service world. I, I can relate to what these entrepreneurs are trying to do, what these companies are trying to do. I can relate to the people that are on the, you know, on that shop floor and talk their language, okay, and understand some of the issues that they're going to be having, um, and also take time to listen um, as to what their current pain points are. And then really it's about painting a picture of how good could this be? Imagine a world when you can wake up in the morning and during your first cup of coffee, you're going to check on your iPad and you're going to see exactly 
What were my sales yesterday versus this mm -hmm. time last month or last year? I can look at how many pending orders do I have to ship today to clients. I can look at what help tickets came in last night. And I can look at, you know, what my opportunities are, my sales team are working on. Now, you know, this isn't just painting a fictitious picture and getting people to buy into it. Yeah. I'll tell you, that's what I do every morning when I'm taking my first cup of coffee. I do exactly the same thing as these other entrepreneurs are not able to do, okay, because they haven't got the right technology behind them. And mm -hmm. quite frankly, they're not, they don't even realize it's there, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be done in one place. And so, you know, when I when I go right, I, I was I spent a third of my time in front of clients, right? Mm -hmm. That's my target and my goal is to always be a, a third of my time out, out in front of customers. Yesterday I was traveling, I was with two customers yesterday. You know, you see the same things time and time again. They struggle to print labels, they struggle to receive product, yeah. they struggle to, you know, get a single view of what's going on with this customer, they struggle with a PL and a balance sheet, right? Guess mm -hmm. what? Everyone's struggling with the same darn things, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, whenever you talk to a consulting company, though, traditionally, it's like the first time they're hearing it. Oh, you want a P&L? What's that? Right. And for, that's incredibly frustrating for entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's like, they, well, actually, what we do is I say, to you, hey, you know, don't don't worry about how the P&L is created. We know how to do that. Why are you worried about that for? Go focus on how you're going to sell your product. Right. Don't worry about the sales. Don't worry about the invoicing. Right. I've already got a process library of 150 business processes, right? Which, guess what? If you're going to do it that way, it's going to work in or do out of the box, right? And I'll tell you right now, most entrepreneurs will say, great, because that saves me focusing on that stuff. I can go focus on selling my product and getting my product right, right? Without having to worry about some of the back-end stuff, which quite frankly is, you know, you just got to get through so you can mm -hmm. get to the exciting stuff. So let's talk about the pitch. When you, when you, get these clients like i'm sure you do like a dinner meeting or some some kind of meeting or a zoom call you know when you're doing your pitch you know what what is your wow factor what what sells udu for for most people what is their most selling point for udu yeah so it's really a single source of truth right that that's that's the number one thing okay. um i can go to look at a contact with an odoo and i can i can get a picture of Everything that's going on with that customer, every interaction, every meeting, every call, every sales order, quotation, invo outstanding invoice, you name it, I can do it, right, from a single view, okay? And if I go to a, uh, another company and say, hey, how long would it take you, right, to go get a similar view in your yeah. Excel spreadsheets and your sales forces and your goodness knows what else, right? How long would it take you to put this together? When I go on site with a client, it's the first thing I do. I go to my customer contact. I look at it, see what's going, what we got going on with this company, right? What help tickets, mm -hmm. help tickets have they got? What opportunities do we have outstanding? You know, and I can get a single view. And then I can talk intelligently with that client. And I, well, I, one other point I just want to correct you on, though, right? My my number one sales pitch and the way that we win most business, okay, yeah. is not on Skype calls. It's not on Zoom calls. It's not in. So you uh, go for the personal call. You no, go for the personal uh, experience. Uh, yeah. You know, none of these darn PowerPoints that people are throwing around. Everyone, you know, really, we haven't we haven't got over PowerPoint yet. Come on, folks, right? Um, yeah. My, my, my best sales technique, I'll tell you right now, is standing on the shop floor on the production line with the people who are struggling to do their day-to-day -day work without realizing there's a better way. And I can get them bought into what that better way is going to look like and they can visualize it on their shop floor, in their production office, in the invoicing office, if I can get people to buy into that and get their people to buy into it, I've got a sale. 
So you know, I like that little aspect of it. You 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 switched it around and said that you don't you don't like that, which it's true. You know, so many people are so used to Zoom calls about these stupid products, and and you know they're like that. If you take the time and travel to the client and meet them at their front door, you have a much better chance of a sale than you do if you're just like, oh, can you have five minutes for a Zoom call? I want to send. I want to show you this PowerPoint. Well, you can show them the PowerPoint, but. Are they really going to buy into something when you're like on a, a sketchy, you know, messed up Zoom call? You know, whereas you you travel to them, you meet them, you know, you see what they're doing, you see their day to day, and you're like, hey, this is what we are offering, and I think that's great. I think that's a really awesome thing you do. You travel to the client, you meet them at where they're at, and, and that that makes a sale in them itself because the personality, the this the being personal with the client, is yeah. perfect. You know, I, I you know, car salesmen you know, are so pushy about what they do. Um, and yeah, you get to meet them face to face, but there's sometimes being in someone's face is pushy. But when someone's really wanting to, like, if you, uh, the way you say it sound, you go and you want them to show them. You, sh- they want, you want them to show you what they do day to day. You're not pushing them into a sale. You're asking them, hey, what do you do? What do you need? And you offer them something that will help bi- that grow their business. So I think that's really great. Nick, we have a few minutes left in the show. Um, Let's talk about growing and scaling companies. When you offer this product, do you check in periodically to check and see to make sure that they're they're using the product correctly, uh, that their company is growing at the rate it should be growing? Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're part of the ecosystem. Um, I as I said earlier, whenever we engage with a client, we we work with them as if we're going to be with them for the next twenty years. Yeah, because that's exactly what we want to do, right? Uh, we want to grow and scale as our customers grow and scale. Quite frankly, if our customers aren't growing and scaling, okay, um, then we haven't done our job properly. Okay, yeah. so we are absolutely, I would say, emotionally uh, invested in their success. Right? This is not a this is not a technology pitch. Right? This is not a selling another license for Salesforce. Right? Yeah. This is this is not what we do. Right? We're really excited to see what our clients are going to do to the universe, right? That sounds really grand, right? But we want to see what they can do next, right? And we want to be part of that and helping them to drive towards that. So, yeah, for us, this isn't, you know, this has never been about a one and done exercise. And, you know, uh, it's a a horrible transactional way of doing business. You know, and I, I, I certainly don't like doing business that way. Yeah, no. And, you know, honestly, when you, when you push, when you push a licensing key on someone and then just like let them go and let them be, you know, yeah. it, it, what does that tell you as like, you know, as a salesman, you're just, a, you're just another salesman and, and, you yeah. know, ever the world's full of salesmen, but when you're, when you're a more personal person, like, just, like we were talking about you going and meeting the client, you spending time, you looking at them as a, as a long-term client, you know, looking at that and having that connection, you know, really builds trust in who you're working with. And, and, you know, you, you wanting to democratize the, um, the Salesforce industry, you know, just having that personal connection puts you ahead of everybody else because everybody else is just trying to make a sale. Everybody else is just trying to get ahead of the game by making those sales. But are they really trying to connect with the client? And, you know, we can talk about client connection real quick. Like when you want to connect with a client, you, you you take them out to dinner, you show them, you know, you show them the product, but you also, like you do, go and meet them and say, hey, this is this is great what you're doing here, but I want to make it better. I want to see your business grow beyond these walls and, and yeah. you know, and maybe have another location or this and that. And, you know, expanding growth and, and, and even scaling businesses, you know, doesn't come with 
one person. It comes with multiple people. And and having someone who looks out for you and wants to see that grow is something you're doing. And I see you doing that. That's awesome. Um, you know, we have a few we have a few seconds left. Uh, you know, let's let's talk about stuff you did in the past. So when you what made you get into this industry? What made you why did you get into ERP industry? You know, it sounds like you've been through a lot of different companies and stuff. What made you jump into democratizing the system? Yeah, I think you know, really, my it was born out of frustration. Um, yeah, I, honestly, um, <laughs> I've been involved in some big ERP implementations in the past, both as a customer, um, but also as a consultant. Um, and you know, one of the things that always frustrated me, quite frankly, is that, that it was always just a one-off project, and yeah. it was always felt like it was being done to you, right? Um, and despite you, um, as a customer, right? That's what it kind of felt like, right? Um, and it really, really frustrating experience. And I, and there had to be a better way of doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so coming at it from a customer perspective, but also coming at it from a very heavy operations background, um, means that, you know, yeah, I'm a technology nerd as, and I'm as good as anyone else on that yeah. side. Um, but you know, being able to put the whole thing together is, is really, really important. Um, so this, this for me is, uh, you know, growing and scaling businesses that, you know, uh, I wouldn't necessarily be involved in outside of the space, which is something I love doing. Yeah. Well, you know, I see you have a pretty impressive bio. You worked at places like, you know, uh, different places like Amazon stuff. And it's like, it's, you know, I've heard it all the same. It's like, you know, there's frustrating things at each company. Everybody who I've interviewed who worked at big companies and they left to do their own thing has the same story. Like there was something frustrating them that was that they needed to democratize something about the system, something that, something that always settles their you know, they need to settle somewhere else. And, and, you know, hearing, hearing the fact that there was frustration with the systems and that you were, that you were implementing and people were implementing on you, you know, it is frustrating because I, I work in a, uh, my parents' business and there's like, we were, we were trying to implement, uh, um, a data system for supplies and all these companies, all these salesmen, cause I reached out to a couple of them. Oh, we're trying to sell me this product. Oh, we're like pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And, and one person reached out to us and was like, look, I got this product. This is, let me, let me demo it for you. Let me show you what it can do. You know, no one wanted to demo it. They just wanted to sell us a license right then and there. Here's the license. Here you go. And he demoed it for us and it was a great product. We were really interested, but then they sent us the, then he sent us the cost price. And this is used in laboratories all over the country. Uh, it was 20 grand a year and we, we have that kind of budget. But we didn't feel as a company and my family, we, we all discussed, we had discussed this and that finance discussed this with me. It wasn't as, as a whole, we didn't think $20,000 a year was very, for the software and the software, how it was worked was very viable. And then another company came to us with another product and it was so much cheaper. We ended up going with them. He did all the right things, but it ultimately came down to price, you know, and, and I think that's really cool that Udu has changed their pricing to ultimately serve their clients better. Because when you think about it, I could have bought into that software. It would have been great if the price would have been right. If say like $10,000 cheaper, that would have been great. But at the end of the day, you know, you look at the, the price is what matters. And if you've got, if you got a product that you really want to sell, make it affordable to clients. Yeah. Because you, if you're only serving the higher end businesses, but not the lower end businesses, where are you getting? Because like, you know, what you said, you want the clients to be long term. Well, if they're going to be long term, you want that pricing to match their budget. Um, so I definitely think, you know, with having Udu changing their prices for, to making it more affordable is a very good thing. And actually, you know, it's funny. I keep, 
thinking, I was like, do I, I, I think I actually looked up Udu at one point for a personal reason or something, <laughs> because I have an email. I remember getting email from Udu and I don't remember why I have this. It's in my inbox or something, but I was, I remember we were looking at different solutions for my business and stuff and, and my um, marketing business and my IT business. And uh, my um, girlfriend, and we were looking at different solutions. And I remember Udu, I think, was one of the ones we looked at. I don't remember why. I, I'm going to have to go through my emails because I'm like, I yeah. swear. I think because when I saw the name on your site, I was like, I swear I've, I've looked them up. <laughs> so yeah. but I, I know that I remember um, that looking them up. I'm pretty sure they were the ones I looked up that I was really interested in. Uh, and, and for $50 a month, you know, you can't beat that price. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, if I ever if I ever do need something for that, for that, I might be like, hey, Nick. Let's talk some money. Let's 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 yeah. let's make a deal happen because yeah. I know my companies. You know, they're they're with all the climate and stuff with the everything changing. Uh, it's been a struggle, but uh, I know that when I'm getting back on my feet. I'm my, I'm trying to do my side business. I'm working for my family full time. You know, I want to make the sales. I want to see growth. And, and you know, it's it's very hard though to see growth when when you're trying to like you said manage all these passwords and manage right. all these documents yeah. and do all that stuff, and it's yeah. so hard. So. You know, one of the things I think is great is like places like Udu and the companies like you working with clients and you have a great team behind you. So, you know, that's that's the benefit of having some, I guess, another team man help you get on board. You know, I can just get Udu myself. But when you have someone else, you know, show you the ropes and give you the tools that's, I think, a better personal experience than just jumping in and be like, oh, this is overwhelming, you know, when you have someone show you. You know, um, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, we, we, one of the things we do is we do audits of people who already have. I saw work. that. I saw that. What does that mean? Real quick, yeah. we have a few minutes. What does an audit mean? Yeah. So what it does is so people who already have or do, okay? Okay. Uh, maybe with another partner or they've done it themselves and, you know, and what we do is we come in and we do a full audit. We look at master data. We look at mm. the features, how many features you're using, usage patterns, user training, security. Uh, we look at custom code that you might have in there. And then we give you a report at the end that says, okay, across all those different areas, here's a score of, uh, of what where we think your OD is against best practice. Okay. Well, one of those scores, right, is around feature usage, okay? So how are you paying for versus what you're using? You know, our average score uh, for all the audits we've done is just under 30%. Wow. So even when people are paying for something, they're really only using less than 30% of what they're actually got. And you know why that is? It's not because they're choosing not to use it. It's because they don't even know it's there, right? And they can do it, right? So the beauty of having someone like us is we can come in and say, hey, do you have this business problem? You do? Oh, yeah, you do have that problem. Guess what? Odoo can do that for you. You're going to switch this on, turn that on, put the data here, operate in this way, use this process to train these people, right? Off you go, right? Yep. And we see that usage jump up significantly uh, when you're engaged with a partner like us um, because we can show you things that you don't even know are, are even there. And, you know, as you say, 50 bucks a month, right? And if you're only using 30% of it, imagine 50 bucks a month when you're starting to use close to 100% of the features. You know, it's way better. You get the full potential out of the software. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was it's such an honor. Uh, for those listening, uh, Nick's information and all his uh, links to his site and any, anybody who wants to wants to get connected uh, will be on our website at www.ittechtalkpodcast.com. You can see his uh, the show. You can actually watch it on the video section. Uh, you'll be able to listen to it on this website as well as find links to where to listen to if you have a preferred listening platform. Uh, but Nick. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. It's been great. It's been great. Awesome. Thank you.